her fault. She was born a woman. Now go shit out another kid. And welcome to the Fumble Through the End Zone podcast. My name is Sean O'Connor. Alongside with me this week, as always, are Eric Placoon. Yeah, so you could blame that on us normally, but you definitely fumbled that one. And welcome to the Fumble Through the End Zone. And we also have John Grab. Hey! Way to go, Sean. Try to have a professional. You guys take you forever know. to answer us, uh, to answer me. And then you're just fumbling right through it. I'm just waiting, just, just waiting to hear my name. Fumbling <laughs> through the intro. Oh, oh it's Eric Fulkeman. Oh, man. That's funny. So, I'm just going to jump into it. White Sox with a no-hitter last night. Yeah. That was nice. It was good. I mean, it was good to see for him. You know, he's pretty much been injured for two years, so... Yeah. He, uh, you know, he didn't get tendered by any, by the White Sox or, and then no one really wanted him. And the White Sox were like, you know, we'll give you another shot just on a lot less money. So, you know, good for him. Hopefully yeah. uh, he plays a full year. He's got good stuff, obviously. So should have been a third pick overall. So should have been a perfect game. Dude should have been a perfect game. Should have moved his foot. You don't just hang in there. I do also see the argument in the, in Carlos uh, mentioned it, the pitcher. He said, I think, honestly, he might have just been fooled by the pitch that bad. I can understand that. Yeah. And plus, you want to talk up your own stuff, so I get Well, it, it was a nasty slider. It broke <laughs> It broke really hard at the end, so. That's pretty awesome. I, I'm glad I didn't see the text until the next day, so I wouldn't have turned the game on and ruined <laughs> it for you. <laughs> What's funny is I was following along like on Twitter as people were talking about it. I was paying attention to the game. I didn't even realize he had a perfect game going. That's what's <laughs> funny about it. It's like, oh, man, the White Sox putting up, you know, they're just – they're so hit or miss this season. I was like, oh, this is the game where they're they're going to be the good White Sox. So. It was funny because I was keeping up with it on Twitter, and then I was like, oh, God, it's a perfect game. I should turn it on. <laughs> but I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I'll just text them and go, hey, if you guys are interested, there's some interesting things brewing in the uh, in the White Sox game. Didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to jinx it. We talked about the, the rules. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just like in person. Yeah, I think probably. that's what that rule means. No, because then if he wouldn't have thrown it, though, you would have been like, well, way to go, asshole. No, because like MLB <laughs> Network was talking about it nonstop. He's got a perfect yeah. game going. So mm. I get so yeah, maybe like, you're right. I get so annoyed with that when I'm watching a game, even though I will talk about my team's throwing a no-hitter. But when announcers like, he's perfect through seven. I'm like, shut up. Shut up, please. God, you're at the stadium. Be quiet. Yeah. Well, it's like when a kicker is going for a field goal or something. They're like, hasn't missed all year. The other cool thing about it was um, uh, because, you know, the White Sox had a no-hitter last year, but there's no – fans there but there's fans there for this one and they were into it too they were they were loud and it was cool to see so that's awesome pretty awesome yeah i gotta say i've been watching obviously the mets haven't played as many games as they could because they keep getting rain outs or covid issues with other teams but uh it's awesome having the fans back at least a a portion like the mets only have like i think their max is 8500 but like they're they're loud like especially considering they're all low yeah, so they're all around. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely way more fun when when having at least some fans back. And I wouldn't do what the Rangers are doing with full capacity, but I mean <laughs> a couple months maybe, not right not today. But uh yeah. it, it's great, man. I, baseball needs it badly. They need the fans. Like baseball, a lot of people find it boring. I don't, but a lot of people find it boring. Fans add to it so much more. Yeah. I mean, same thing with the Masters this past weekend, having the gallery there just made it more exciting. You know, people cheering, getting excited about different shots and stuff. So, but nice. not to jump to that just yet, but not only did the White Sox get a no hitter this week, the San Diego Padres got their first no hitter ever this past weekend. Um, the only base runner to reach in that game, I believe, was a hit by pitch. So he didn't even walk anybody, he hit a guy. And 
that that was awesome. I, my buddy Ryan is a big Padres fan, so I, I texted him after it ended because I didn't want to jinx it for him. And I was like, holy shit, they did it. And I don't think he was watching the game. He was like, wait, what happened? I was like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, no, so good stuff. Baseball has been fun. I'm, I've, I've been enjoying it. So. The, uh, the thing I found most impressive about uh, – the no hitter last night was that he hit, he hit 99 on pitch like 102. Oh, he was yeah. still throwing 98, 99 at the end. Like his last game. pitches. Yeah. 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 He got juiced up. So that's a good sign for him too. Cause he was out with Tommy John surgery. And so his arm is, is still alive and good. So. I mean, definitely cool some adrenaline going with that. So got to see how he feels. Still, I mean, a couple you know, of days after. from now, but yeah. to be, but not to be that high anyways, still extremely positive outlook for him going forward so mm -hmm. yeah pretty awesome uh don't want to say anything too crazy but the new york mets are in first place yeah <laughs> it, it'll have an asterisk if they keep going <laughs> should, the first the first one should have been an l to be fair, they've only played eight games, and everybody else has played like at least twelve. So whatever. I mean, even the Nationals, the Mets have had three rainouts already. Like, and and they're going to Colorado. They're playing a game in Col in Denver tomorrow. It's supposed to snow. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's funny. I saw your um, your post about the their pitcher. And I, I read the one that you were saying is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's never he's going to win like seventy three oh, games. DeGrom. Yeah, yeah. I, there was pitched, an article about him too. Yeah, Jeff Passan of ESPN wrote a great article about him this past weekend. If I get, if you get a chance, go look that up. Uh, it's ESPN Plus, but if you have Disney Plus, I, if you did the bundle, that's part of yeah, it. Just so log in. Yep. Go read it. Great article about Degrom and what he hopes to do with the rest of his career. Hopefully, all of it in a Mets uniform. But no, he's fantastic. He pitched eight innings Saturday, gave up one run, and lost because the Mets can't hit when he plays for some fucking reason. It is, <laughs> is unbelievable. Eight innings. He has pitched 14 innings this season, has given up one run, and is 0-1 on the season. Let's go, Mets. <laughs> hey, they're in first place. They're in first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just took three from the Phillies. Hell yeah. <laughs> Folks, we're going to jump around today because I didn't really plan anything. I have some stuff written down, but whatever. Hideki Matsuyama, first Japanese player, a golfer, to ever win the Masters this past weekend at 11 under. Eric's laughing because I can't spit my words out right now. <laughs> first uh, player, golfer. Uh, first dude from fine. Japan to... Uh, <laughs> Golfer oh, of Japanese descent. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's um, actually from Japan, but yeah. yeah. He uh, won with a final score of 10 under par. Um, what was the much, over under on him even winning this thing? Was he even I, in the. I have no idea. I didn't even look any of it up. I mean, was he one of your top five? He wasn't, no, was he? No. <laughs> he sent you that text, Johnny. We went yeah, over this yeah. last time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read it. <laughs> Two of my guys, though, finished days. in the top five, Jordan Spieth and John Rahm, so happy about that. Yeah, yeah, we figured Spieth would have a good tournament, and he did. Yeah. You know, he just – not quite enough. The uh, – so, I mean, my, Justin Rose led all of Thursday, all of Friday, most of Saturday, and then Matsuyama came on late in, the, in his third round on Saturday and then held it the whole time on Sunday, so, I mean – I hate to say this way it's going to sound. It was a pretty boring Masters from that aspect. Yeah. Um, there was a period of time where Xander Shoffley was making a run, but then on the 16th, he triple bogeyed, and that was that. Like, it, it was it was done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Matsuyama yeah, had a nice walk for 17 and 18 and uh, finished it out strong. Yeah, I figured Rose, Rose, his first round seemed like an anomaly, and he just kind of, you know, that's the way it, it seemed. I didn't think he was going to keep playing like that. And he just kind of parred it the rest of the way until everybody else caught up and then passed him. So, yeah, he played pretty much even par from that point on. Yeah. So, and sometimes I mean, it's hard to go. Way, but... At the Masters, it's hard to go 
wire to wire. Like it's it's a turn. It's not that kind of tournament where you could take a big lead day one and yeah, then rest also, on your laurels. You know, it's just it's not a, the way that course is played. It's an amazing course and everything, but it's not the world's hardest course either. No. So just just playing par the whole time is is not going to get you anything. Yeah. And especially depending on what time you're teeing off at, I mean, as the day goes on, especially with the weather here in Augusta, you can, the, the turf will dry out and the ball, the, the greens will get faster. The ball bounce more. There's a lot of intricacies that play into it. And that if you're teeing off earlier in the day, you can make a bit of a run, which is, which is what happened with John Rahm on Sunday and why he finished in the top five. So, cause he had played even par through the first, three rounds pretty much I, I want to say and then he had a nice fourth round to get into the top five so yeah if there's if this podcast is doing one thing it's making me pay attention to sporting events that i never would have because <laughs> i'm like who wants to pay attention to golf and then uh but i knew we were going to be talking about it so i was kind of doing like a little research on the course and stuff because apparently you know augusta is notoriously hard um or it's challenging, or I don't know. That's why they call it the Masters, I guess. But it's hard to get uh, into. <laughs> I heard that too. And then, uh, but yeah, the one thing I read that I found was interesting was like, I guess a lot of golf courses or whatever in the United States, you know, a lot of American golfers, I guess, play through the air. And Augusta, you have to play on the ground, is, is what you have to have a good ground game, is what I learned, apparently. Because there's so many like where you have to hit it and it's got to roll back and it's like all this crazy shit and thought behind every hit you do there. And I was just like, I didn't even think. The greens are really tough because yeah, just the way they're laid out, I, the word they use is undulation. There's a lot of roll in the greens and everything else. So depending on where you are, what would typically be in, for a professional, right? An easy putt becomes far more challenging. I mean, it's just the way the course is designed. Um, like, that's why it hurts a guy like Bryson DeChambeau. While he's a good putter, if you miss the, – the fairways are wide, but if you miss, you're in a bad spot because you got bushes, you got pine straw, you got trees, you got everything else that makes it very difficult to make plays from you, – you are penalized, as you should be, if you're not in the fairway. And so, for him, he can hammer the ball, but he's not very – He's not always accurate off the tee, and in a situation like at Augusta, it uh, it makes it very difficult for him to compete. And I think he's seeing that more. Like if he would do something like maybe hit a uh, three wood off the tee instead of his driver and play for the fairways, I think he'd have a much better chance. But he tries to do that thing where he hits the ball 370 yards in the air on a drive, and then it hooks, and he's in trouble immediately. Like he. I think he'll figure it out eventually. I think he will win a Masters eventually. I think he just needs to change the way he's tr approaching playing the Masters. Is he the one I brought up to you that like he couldn't use whatever book he normally uses? I didn't see that article, but I mean, he definitely uses a lot of his own data to try and play courses a certain way. So if he wasn't allowed to have his like formula book or whatever the hell it is, I don't, I don't know. Um, well, I, did, I didn't, I didn't see an article. No, I, I had heard, uh, like, I guess on the Thursday or Friday that it started, he was at the practice green before going out, and he was out there for, like, four hours because he could. He, they were like, you can't use this book. And I guess he was not doing well, and I guess it was blowing up Twitter. Like, this dude's going to – he's about to have an epic meltdown. And uh, – Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear anything about that, but, I mean, I'd be surprised by it, though, because – it's a PGA sponsored event. So like if he's allowed to use those at any use that book or whatever he, his formulas, whatever it is at any other event, I'm surprised that they wouldn't let him do it at the masters. I mean, he won the U S open last year or, or the PGA championship. I can't remember which, but uh, if they're letting him use it at other majors, it surprises me that they wouldn't let him use it this one. So I'd have to Maybe you can only up. use it at opens. Maybe it has to be an open. Maybe. Yeah. Cause Augusta is, an invitational if you mm -hmm. so oh, i find it funny <laughs> but i can't use my book <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't like bryson because he's the quote-unquote like mad scientist and he's unorthodox in his swing and a lot of the things he does 
He uses mm -hmm. one length irons where all the irons are the same length as in a normal golf bag. They get shorter with the shorter irons, but his are all the same length because balance and this, that, and the other. He uses a lot of different methodology behind the way he plays. And a lot of golfers and a lot of media like get annoyed with it, but he's been winning. So, I mean, you can't really bash it too much. It's just anything that's different in a sport that's so traditional tends to get, yeah. Tends to ruffle feathers. He sounds like a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I root for him more because people are so hard on him. They're like, oh, this guy's like every tournament he plays in that Nick Faldo calls, Faldo talks an immense amount of shit about Bryson DeChambeau, <laughs> but because he's British, he says it in a certain way where it doesn't sound like it. But he, you're like, Faldo, why are you up this guy's ass every fucking tournament? Like, it's working. He's winning tournaments. Like, wow. That's funny. But. Them Brits, they know how to just <laughs> say things. That sounded not. Nice. You take it as a compliment at first, and then <laughs> wait a minute. I just assume they're always talking shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. you British? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> how much have you drinking tonight, by the way, with all these? Just the one, dude. I'm just tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm messing. The past we've had baseball the past three nights between Murphy and the older two boys, and I'm just yeah. I rushed to get home, and I was like stressing at like when the game started to go into a third inning. I was like, "Oh come on! Like, what time is this? Like, let's go!" <laughs> How many innings they do? It's an hour and fifteen minutes, so however many you can get, but like, okay, it's kid pitch, so yeah, and it's from ages nine to ten. So kids are wild. They're all over the place. And the uh, the main umpire, I swear to God, squeezes the zone. I'm like, dude, that was close. Call it a strike. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> let, let's get these kids swinging the fucking They're mat. nine and ten. <laughs> let's, They're let's giving give, them a little leeway. No, give them more leeway. Give them more leeway outside, outside the strike zone. That's a strike. Fucking swing. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> if it's ridiculous, I get it. Don't swing at it. But if it's close, fucking swing the bat. Let's go. You don't ump. You don't You're know the stressors. Favors, I did as a teenager. Huh? Yeah. I did as a are teenager. You the, are you the dad yelling that from the stands? No, Come I don't on! say that. No, I don't say a lot. Okay. I'll say stuff to Xavier and Riley, like, hey, get ready, or hey, good hit, or you know, be a hitter, that type of shit, but I'm not. <laughs> be a hitter, don't be a quitter. <laughs> or if they look at a ball, I'm like, hey, good eye, good eye. I'm not. I'm that guy. I'm not. Yeah. Do you say, like, if you don't get this, you're walking home? <laughs> and other parents are like, what? <laughs> nope, uh, not do that. Do you want that. me to love you or not? <laughs> I'm going to do that next game. Get a hit or I don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want my love. <laughs> I believe my, my quote for T-Ball this week is after he hits, I'm going to say, because he's been doing this all week. I want you to run like a super speedy shark. <laughs> so he's been running around the house. I'm a super speed shark and goes like fast as a kid. Like way faster than he runs in T-ball. So he'll be like, hey, That's hilarious. run that way. <laughs> What's funny is Riley and Xavier will throw something at each other as hard as they can in this house and is a fucking strike every time. They get on the baseball field and all of a sudden they're like, eh. I'm like fucking throw it! So, like you two will get angry and whip shit at each other a hundred miles per hour. You get to the baseball field and you're like, uh, here, like, fucking throw the ball. <laughs> throw it like you're angry. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Playing wiffle ball in the backyard in your house and fucking pitches as hard as you can. You come out here and you go, think. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Awesome. If they want their dinner tonight, they better hit it. Uh, <laughs> no eye contact. <laughs> I'm gonna start yelling that for the stands just for fun. You know it's not. You know it's you want not. my love. You better do this right. There are really parents like that, or there at least used to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's pretty crazy. I remember the first time, like Shade used to think I was one of those dads. Yeah. Like, hey man, get in there, go do your thing. Well, like I say shit to like. You know, try to help, like not help, yeah, yeah. but like, hey, come on, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, God, you're one of those dads, just stop. They're fine. And then Xavier was playing soccer the one year he played soccer. And there was this dad for another team. I was like, what are you doing? Like screaming at his kid, like the whole game. Like, 
just get off the field. Like he was the coach. I was like, look, she looked at me. I looked at her and I went, am I one of those dads? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so last week we covered picks one through 11 for the most part uh, for the NFL draft. This week we have picks 12 through 24. A um, couple of them we've already talked about. We've talked about the Jets already. We may discuss what I think they should do with their second pick. We've already talked about the Bears. And so, and we've already talked about the Dolphins. So we'll jump into this and go from number 12, the Eagles. They were the third pick. No, they were the sixth pick, correct? Right. And they, they traded were sixth out. When the Niners traded for three with the, the uh, 49ers. Yeah, and the Dolphins. Right? I'm, I'm struggling tonight, guys. Uh, it's all good. They were the sixth. Now they're the twelfth. There were some trades that took correct. place, so they're in it with Jalen Hurts. It looks like, unless somebody falls to them. Unless right? I mean, Trey Lance, if he falls, if he goes past Denver, I'm going to be surprised. Uh, other pick, other other positions of need, according to the Ringer.com, were wide receiver and tight end. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is the only tight end worth a first-round grade and should be the only tight end first picked in the first round. Um, however, plenty of wide receivers. Um, yeah, they should be able to get a good wide receiver. I mean, I, I think wide they – Wide receiver. Wide receiver. <laughs> there are a ton of wide receivers, and unless they trade back into the top ten, I don't see them going for a quarterback just based on who's there. I don't think the Eagles would take on a project with uh, Mac Jones. I mean, I think that – throws a wrench in any progress they've made with Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. um, especially because Jalen started in front of him and Tua at mm-hmm. Alabama. So I think um, they, they could maybe move back again, too, if somebody is hot for somebody there. It might be yeah. a good, good idea. Grab more draft capital and mm-hmm. continue to build. I mean, they're not in a great position otherwise as far as – what their needs are compared to where they're they've now ended up in the draft due to the draft. Yeah, I think I think they have a chance. I mean that whole division that division right now I think is a toss up. So I think they could be competitive regardless. So they want to build for the future while still being competitive. I think they can. Yeah. I mean I think they should definitely if they're gonna try this Jalen Hurts, you know, project this year, get them some weapons. Get people he could throw to. I think they should trade for Nick Foles. <laughs> That's the only weapon they need. They got a statue of the guy. Why wouldn't exactly. they bring him back? Why is he why is he on the Bears? Come get that contract. Yeah, you love him. He's gonna retire an eagle. Yeah. We already know this. <laughs> All right. At number All right. 13, we've got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, left tackle, corner, safety, and edge are their top four needs. I think with the uh, growth of uh, Herbert, mm-hmm. I think the best thing they can do is get him more offensive line help, protect yeah. him, keep that investment you know solid, upright. And I think that's the best route they should take if a guy like Rashawn Slater's there at 12. No guarantee that he will be. We've mentioned that he could be an option for the Giants. But yeah. I think that's their best. That would be their best plan of attack if I'm a Chargers fan, yeah. Chargers GM, something like that. It's keeping that guy upright and doing so by getting him a first-round offensive yeah, line. Right around here, though, is also when you start getting some picks of people that they didn't expect to go yeah. in this part of the first round. So we could see that there with an O-lineman or yeah, you know, an, an edge or a safety or something. Yeah. But it's yeah, it Good. starts in the teens and the 20s. Especially with linemen. Linemen seem to come out of nowhere. Like, oh, this lineman from Boise State that we were <laughs> thinking about just got picked. So That's where you used to have Mike Mayock on the NFL Network going, I don't understand this pick, Rich. It makes no sense to me. Um, <laughs> oh, he's not the GM. Yeah. Well, that's why you got fired, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> got that GM job now. How's that going? <laughs> um. All right, number 14 are the Minnesota Vikings. Two biggest needs are offensive line and an edge. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely... The quarterback slips, I think they would maybe consider it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. If Mac Jones is at 14, I think that is definitely in play. 
I do too. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be. It makes the most sense. Um, I mean, you, they can't be convinced that uh, that you know he's their guy. I mean, they've had, no. they've had the maybe the arguably the most talented team. Uh, not like but the, the year before certainly, and then you know for past three or four years they've been crazy talented. Yep, and they've been a huge dive though. They've been maybe the third best team in that division the whole time. Yeah. So, uh, record wise. So I, I literally don't... just thought of this as we're speaking. What if they get worried about Mac Jones possibly going to the 49ers? They know how much Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's a known thing. Uh, Shanahan talked about it in his press conference a few weeks ago. Yeah, like six years ago, though. Well, no, he talks about Kirk it Cousins like, nowadays. To go, how much he loves Kirk Cousins. Okay. Um, what if they tried to wheel a trade where they traded Kirk Cousins to the 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo and a pick swap? They take the third pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they would do the third. I mean, plus other picks. I'm not saying just yeah. that, but like, I mean, I, might be that, shocked. It depends on. I think. Um, Depends on it's what interesting. the fields. Yeah, if they're not sold on any quarterbacks, maybe. Mm. And if he loves Cousins enough, I mean. I don't know why you would do that for Cousins. I don't either. I don't I'm either. just saying, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. They, they got to know which quarterback they're going to get at three already. Like, I they got to love a guy to do know. the trade they did. They know they'll they'll either get Wilson they know, Fields. There's got to be two that they love, so yeah. that's why they moved there. Because one of yeah. them will be there. I mean, because yeah. at at three, you'll either get Wilson Fields. I mean, Wilson's pretty much everybody's pegging him for the Jets. We'll see what happens. You never know. Wilson Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones. There's four quarterbacks there that they could take, right? Like, I mean, potentially. I'll be surprised if they take. Freaking uh, Mac Wilson, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I always try to say take Mac Wilson too because I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones. There's too many. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Wilson uh, and Zach Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin Lance you know and Trey Field. I'll be surprised. I just don't see why they would go for him, though. I mean, I don't know either. I'm just throwing it out there as, as something that could be. No, no, I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about why would they Everybody, take... Every single team overthinks the quarterback position. Every single team, especially in the you, draft. You yeah. I actually hate how, how late the draft is this year. It feels later. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels later than normal. And it's like, yeah. it would be... I think we're at the point where everybody's over-evaluating everything. I mean, they always do, so... Yeah. All right. I mean, the Browns are still giving you know clowny money based off his college performance. You know, it was actually a pretty fucking good deal. <laughs> really not. Well, so the, we got to the thinking, more I look into it. You know, um, let's see. Fitzpatrick of Washington got ten million for one year. Juju Smith Schuster got eight million for one year. You know, there's a lot of players who are much more productive who are getting paid less. He's getting it, it's uh it comes to eight guaranteed. It's actually like seven point four guaranteed. Though. The incentives have With to be incentives. accounted for. They have to be. Yeah, he, he may for. get it. That means if he's getting it though, he's getting that extra money. No, but it's he's still doing a good job for in the cap. So you uh, might as fine. well be paying him ten million. But they didn't go over the cap. They didn't have to adjust anything. They could have got him for less. They could have got him I'm for that later. It. I'm happy with it. And they could have used it for other somebody else. He sucks. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't. I, last it, year. If they were going to drop like 16 year. million for a one year, then I'd be Ten. like, what the fuck? Huh? Eight. No, it's 10 against the cap. That's what matters. Well, what are sorry. the incentives? I don't fucking know what the incentives are. Not sucking. I think it has to. Yeah. I mean, if I think I'm he has a... to play a certain amount of games, 
You know, he's injured all the time. His highest yeah. sack total ever is nine. Nine. Okay. Why is he still getting paid so much? He's a former number one pick. So what? He bought some property <laughs> in Akron, so they felt they yeah, had to. He bought a house, and they were like, well. <laughs> His interview actually it was pretty funny, though, because they were like, uh, so, you know, when did you know that you were going to take the job? And he's like, yeah, about a week after, you know, the, the la- when I came. And then, you know, I told my parents and I told my, my girl, and they were like, Cleveland, really? <laughs> He said that in the middle of the presser. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> He's not like no one loves him in the locker room. That's why he keeps yeah. bouncing. I don't I just don't get why he keeps getting signed. I don't know. Uh, apparently the general manager likes him. He went after him hard last year. Yeah. Which and thank so, God they're yeah, offering last year. They're offering multi year nope. last year. Last year, yeah, it was like oh, this a ridiculous is a sum. much better deal than last year. Yeah. I would have been more upset if they got last year last would have been year. a multi year deal, right? Yeah, for like fifty million or something ridiculous. Played eight yeah. games and got zero sacks. So I'm much happier with a one year prove it deal than them all of a sudden being like, "Hey, man, we got you for the next four. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand why he got paid so much last year. Was getting offered because he had three sacks the year before. Yeah, that's still double Miles Garrett. Oh, you were only going to double. Why wouldn't you double it? I know. I'm just saying. Clowney acts like he gets doubled all the time, but he doesn't anymore. Uh, I'm glad that we have dude could have been so good. You don't double anybody who has zero sacks. <laughs> That's what they're going to put Tack McKinley out there too, and then you know really... who might benefit from all this is him. Actually, this is no pressure yeah. for him to produce now. Yeah, he could just come out there and have a good time. That'll be fun. I think no, J- I, I like the- Clowney has played a long time. He's so he's not a bust, but he's a for a first pick. He's a bust. He. He could have had fourth team. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that they talked about a lot as not being sure of you know what what his motivations are and everything else before the yeah. draft. People, and no, that's what I'm saying. It's still a thing. Like nobody knows what yeah. makes this guy's engine go. Like, I mean, he's he's made a ton of money. God God bless him. Good for him. But like, oh, his agent's amazing. That's yeah, I I just I don't I for a guy who was the number one pick. He has not done anything that anybody thought he still, would have, especially. I the, like he's. I still feel like he's the number one pick and getting paid all because of that one play in college against Michigan yeah. in the uh, Gator Bowl or something, right? I the saw Outback that. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all. His head playing. flew off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I, I don't think it's going to help Garrett any, but you know, hopefully. He, can benefit i hope it does i hope it helps garrett somehow no because it's just say it's the same as mac right it doesn't matter who the bears sign mac's getting double teamed you know like rams and aaron donald doesn't matter who they sign he's getting double teamed triple team sometimes in his case Mm -hmm. there's a lot of upside to it though like if if he stays healthy and if he actually tries (laughs) i mean the downside is Okay, we got you for a year. A one year, I agree with the one year rental. Yeah. I just think it's overpaid. That's maybe all. they draft an edge at number twenty six, and then next year when they get rid of Clowney, they'll this guy will have time to have learned. Well, Clowney gets know. two sacks, man. His agent will be able to sell him to another team. Oh shit! Well, he's up to twenty million again. <laughs> got three Going sacks. <laughs> Yeah, how long has he been playing? He's he's only had thirty sacks in his career. It's like thirty-two or something. He's been playing. He got six- drafted in twenty fourteen. Yeah, so I, I wonder if he keeps getting injured because he's not going full blast. His highest total is Maybe. nine, and that you know everyone forgets he played with JJ Watt when JJ Watt was like JJ Watt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't act like it's always because he gets double teamed. Well, yeah, that's another thing he said that I was kind of like. Mm was when he was talking, he's like, it's going to be nice to have another edge on the team that uh, can take some of those double teams. And I was like, you play with J.J. Watt. (laughs) (laughs) Go. Like, I'm happy with it. We'll see how the season goes, obviously, but. It's just one of the we talked about it. I like I like what the Browns have been doing. I think they need to stop going after these type of guys, though. Like, yeah, I think it's a bad locker room presence. It's a bad locker room presence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully he's just quiet in the locker room and he, he just lets other people lead. 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, according to Colin Coward, Baker's not a good leader either. So who's leading that team? Miles Garrett should be leading the team, but yeah. he's the guy with the helmet. So yeah, exactly. No, he's a good dude. Fuck your base Rudolph. I hate that guy. <laughs> I would hit him with the huh? What did he do? He said a bad word in that huddle he there when they had him on the ground. He did not. He didn't. Well, I don't know, but that's what Miles said, and I believe Miles. Miles is the only person saying it, and the only person believing it. On top of that, one of the Pouncy brothers, co-murderers of uh, Aaron Hernandez's victims. I don't think that. You know. I'm cutting that for the podcast because I don't want to get sued for defamation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the one of the Pouncy brothers defended. There you go. <laughs> Cheers to the common so, man, as Stone Cold would say. Uh, <laughs> Pouncy defended mason rudolph and said he didn't say that so like it's i'm his quarterback I'm he's got to pouncy i don't think pouncy's that kind of guy that's just gonna do, no. say it just because he's got to if if he said that somebody somewhere on that team would have been like yeah that dude says it he says it all the time they were mic'd up and the nfl won't release it yeah they also said he didn't say it <laughs> who are you gonna believe <laughs> not busters uh, well, I know. Right. I, I just think Garrett should have just been like, "Look, it's a heat of the moment thing," and I just lost it. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." I don't know what happened. It makes more sense than all of a sudden that, and that came out way later. Like he didn't say anything like that initially. It was like a week later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they buried the hatchet, so everything's good now. <laughs> I, Even just... though he attempted to murder him, huh? And you I'll also defend him. Fuck him. Huh? Huh? I didn't hear you. Like, cut out. Mason Rudolph, you said fuck him. Yeah, I don't like him. He's a- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they so, who do you dislike more, Colin Coward or Mason Rudolph? Oof. Probably. Oh. Probably Colin Coward. <laughs> All right, now that we took a 15-minute detour for the Cleveland Browns, back to the draft. <laughs> I had to get my shots in about Clowney. That's fine. I understand. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, we didn't talk f- about it. That should have been. Probably the first thing we talked about. It, any team would have signed him. I would have said the same. <laughs> the Bears was I, a son of a bitch. I hope he's with the Bears next year is what I'm hoping for. He'll be with the Chiefs. I'll be like, what an awful. That's yeah, he'll go win a Super Bowl. That's the kind of signing I expect them to do. Yeah. They're going to trade up and get a quarterback. They're they overpaid quarterback. Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham actually produced well. Still overpaid. Yeah. All right, number 15, the New England Patriots. Mm. I, I, They did a lot of spending in the offseason. Mm, yep. Uh, the ringer still has them as needing a quarterback, a corner, and a linebacker. I think they go tight end here. That's probably That seems to be their focus tight. in the offseason. Tight end. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's, for a minute, They've I already like, signed what? seven, but sure, let's do it. I think that's why you take another one. Uh, make sure you get your guy this year. You got to get him ready for the future. You know, you got to project. Exactly. Here's the thing: I don't. I really would love for Belichick to trade out of the first round just to watch every Patriots fan on Twitter freak the fuck out. That would make my draft. If every if he traded out of the first round, every pass goes like, "What the fuck?" He always does it. So you know, why not? I, I think feel like this is where the Jimmy Garoppolo trade happens. Is right here. Somehow, some way, they're walking out of this draft with Garoppolo going to the Patriots. I mean, it's not a bad thought. I McDaniel I think, loves him. I think if they don't go quarterback, and I hate saying this because it's a Notre Dame guy, so it hurts me. This is a great spot for Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Guy can play all over the field. Great linebacker. He can play the edge. Can covered tight ends he's super versatile um he recovered a fumble and scored a touchdown against clemson this season in their game at notre dame stadium um is linebacker one of their needs yes i i literally just said that 30 seconds ago um they got van oy back right didn't he they did get van oy back putting him alongside uh van oy it would be yeah, and then, you know, vers- versatility in linebackers is kind of his thing. That's what he always likes, and yeah. you know, he wants. They, they always do multiple things. So, 
So I think the Pats, if they decide to go that route, would get a an incredible talent at that at that spot. And uh, like I said, hurts me as a diehard Notre Dame fan, especially going against him twice a season with the Jets. But I think it'd be a perfect fit for what they like to do on defense. Could be they'll, they'll be a good corner there too. Um, maybe the first corner taken. Yeah. Uh, so, would you guys be surprised options. if he tried to? They tried to move up to like Atlanta spot at four. For... It's so outside of their mo that I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. But based on, I think Belichick could throw us a curveball. I mean, I, I I do. I mean. He still has a competitive juices. Brady just won with Tampa. I'm sure he would like to prove that he didn't win just because of Brady. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, they always catch a lot of shit on the Patriot way, but the Patriot way has never been about not taking risks. It's yeah. just about playing the game and acting a certain way, like within the organization. So they certainly take risks. I mean, I mean, Randy Moss, exactly. they, like they've had plenty of guys that <laughs> that you look at and go, this guy really in the Patriots, and then they're superstars again, like. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's Randy Moss again. Yep, and he doesn't talk. Nope. And then once he does, he's traded back to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. At number sixteen, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Their two big needs, again, according to the Ringer, are a corner and an edge. Yeah, corner makes a lot of sense. With Patrick Peterson leaving and stuff. I think that. I, uh, yeah. That's probably going to be I – mean, that's got to be the number one need. I could see edge, right, because J.J. Watt technically doesn't play edge either. Uh, it's true, yeah. So you have um, Chandler Jones, put somebody opposite him. And, you know, Chandler Jones doesn't get talked about enough, but that dude, I think he has more sacks than anybody like the past three years. So um, something – I think he may be injured last year, but he just he, – he gets damn near 20 sacks every year. It's a full year, so. Yeah. Well, I could see that. Yeah, corner. Um, I see him trade it. If somebody wanted to move up, move back a couple. Uh, yeah. They can always move up and try to get pits, too. That could be an interesting thing. I don't think – I don't know if they'd want to move up that high. I think he's going to go early. He's going top eight. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right, number 17 <laughs> – the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Right tackle, corner, free safety. I would – I mean, you talked about a trade-up for the Cardinals, and we've talked about other teams possibly trading up. But the Raiders, their quarterback position – I mean, they have Carr. They, didn't they work a deal with Mariota to keep him but take less money? Yeah, he restructured. It's still a very – fluid quarterback room could they be a team that would be interested in trading up to potentially get one of these guys i mean with john gruden you know he loves quarterbacks so you yeah, have the quarterback guy or could he out. make a huge reach at this pick and go for a guy like kyle trask out of florida i don't think he'll reach for a quarterback here but again you know one of them probably is falling to some point so uh they Maybe could trade a later round pick. Enough. yeah uh but I think that would just be on what Gruden saw and on tape and, and whatever they did. Um, it's tough to tell because he's pretty hard on quarterbacks too. So yeah. I think he's starting to understand that a little bit better. He seems to like Carr, actually. Uh, they praised Carr a lot. So, yeah. I mean, he's Carter's- one of the namesakes of this podcast. Hmm. He fumbles through the end zone constantly. Yeah, he fumbles a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think line. I think line's the pick if they stay. Uh, I think. I think it's right, the right pick. Right around here is also the time you'll start seeing guards come off the board. Yeah, yeah. Guard would make a lot of sense for them. Someone will pick a fucking guard. And everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> and again, yeah, and it ends up being a good pick. Yeah, I think. I think the Bears are twenty. Uh, I think they picked last time they picked twenty. They picked Kyle Long. So, you know, you ended up being pick. A, yeah, exactly. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> a guard from Oregon? Who cares? All righty. Number 18. We'll go back to the, the uh, Miami Dolphins, who we talked about last week as a really good fit for 
uh, Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. and potentially Penny Sewell if somehow he gets past the Bengals. Um, I'd say at this pick, they'd probably look to up their defense and go with an edge, which mm-hmm. is another need. Yeah, so uh, they, need, they need a straight linebacker too, right? Yeah. It could be another place for Koromoa. Yeah, yeah. So, cripes, that guy's going to be my division no matter what. Like, <laughs> fuck. If, if he slides to 20, the Bears are usually pretty good with linebackers. I would I'd be super happy with him going to the Bears. I'd be fine with that. Like, sweet, cool. Um, same fan base and everything. He'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're snatching up all the Notre Dame guys. They, they are. Yeah. Blackhawks can do the same with hockey now. <laughs> but, yeah, I could definitely see any of those for the Dolphins at 18. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, that uh, Tunzel trade has worked out so well for them. They've done so well with everything they've done since they traded him to the Texans. I, uh, I you know, just – I like what the Dolphins have been doing. I do too. Quiet. I agree. I think that organization's the turning a corner. Great strides, yeah. We'll see how it all plays out. I think they got to be a little more patient than they have been historically, probably. But uh, I like what they've been doing. The problem is they rush, right? Like because they they want everybody looks back to Marino. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Denver with Elway. Like you got to realize that that's a bygone era. Yeah, no one's looking down. like backers. You don't get back to back Hall of Famers. It's no. Just- yeah. Calm down. See what Tua has. Give him another season. See what he has. See if he can grow a bit more this se- this off season and then into the regular season. And then if you feel like you need a quarterback, maybe next year's the year you jump. And depending on how the 49ers do, they're gonna have their own pick. They're gonna have the 49ers pick. They're gonna be okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, they get they have draft capital too, right? So they could. Maybe they make a move for somebody like Bridgewater as well, and you just get a little yeah. insurance. Yeah, who is their backup? I don't know. Well, well, Fitzpatrick's Patrick, so. I think Bridgewater would be a nice fit there. That'd be good, yeah. All righty, number 19, we've got the Washington football team. Uh, top needs left tackle, free safety, linebacker. Quarterback. 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 I don't know. They just signed that kid from the uh, playoff game to an extension. Yeah, and fits, but yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Like I always laugh when you look at people talk about tr- about the draft and about what teams need and discuss that type of stuff. And you could literally say for any of these teams in the top twenty, they could go with a quarterback outside of the Bengals, right? Like, I mean. Aim could go with a quarterback. I mean, I don't yeah. know who would be there. I don't know if you'd have to make a reach or you'd have to make a trade or whatever the case may be. Um, I was surprised they didn't try to get Sam Darnold. Yeah. I felt like he would have been a good fit there. I think maybe they would have um, if they didn't sign Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick right off the bat. I also think that Rivera has a little more leeway with everything that's going on with Washington. I don't think he's going to be on the hot seat anytime soon. No. So I think he, um, you know, I think, I think he's not in a rush to, to just think he absolutely needs a quarterback this instant. Uh, I think he wants to build. So. I see that. All righty. We already talked about the number 20 pick, the uh, Chicago bears. For the record, what do you think they're taking? Uh, I think corner probably if they stay there, corner or line. Okay. But I, I, I do honestly think it'll be best available. They normally go best available. They're not great in the first round, this GM pace, but he's actually very good in the later rounds. So, I mean, that's good. where you build your depth. So if he's hitting it there, I mean, you can't complain it, too much. He, he does hit there, so. All righty, number 21, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Carson uh, Wentz-led Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> so, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody in the top 25 could probably use a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I think you try to get some weapons, right? Some offensive weapons. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good good spot for Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's like the yeah. sixth or seventh wide receiver on the board. I think that's a good spot for him. They got a, they got a good defense. Um, you know, yeah, I, they were they were pretty good last year. They and they just re-signed Ty Hilton, right? Mm-hmm. But he's getting old. I no, mean, I, I know, but like get getting another receiver in there at least. Yeah, so you get you get another weapon, um, tight end or something too. So you just see what what pops up. I think they can get a, a, a tackle in the second or third round and be okay. Mm-hmm. They could do uh, that here. I mean, again, it just depends on. So you know, there's now, so many offensive linemen in this draft, especially teens, at the tackle position. Late teens and twenties are are really. It's just what's on your your specific board. Yeah. So somebody right. that you loved is still there. They fell, or some no one else has picked them. So yeah, they'll get, I, they'll get something. Yeah, like. yeah, they'll find someone. At number 22, the Ryan Tannehill-led Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. I like this team a lot. Mm, I think they need edge. I think they need edge. Yeah. Yeah, they just lost their best one. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like they were desperate to keep him, but he just wouldn't stay. He's like, I got to go to Cleveland. (laughs) If I had a choice between Nashville and Cleveland, I could tell you where I'm going to end up. I love what he said. Well, Cleveland wins. I was like, they they have one winning season last year. Tennessee has been winning. That's you're <laughs> yeah. at Seattle. He's at yeah. Seattle and Tennessee. The the year that Tennessee, like two years, two seasons ago, and Tennessee kind of made that run in the playoffs. And yeah, um, that feels to me like I don't know. They're on a team that's on the verge right now. Like mm. they're going to take that next step. So. I think their defense is what definitely needs a lot of work because that was the one that uh, they got to get somebody that's going to contain fucking. They need, they need, so, you know, we say uh, weapons, but they need playmakers on defense. They need either a ball hawk. They need something and they need an edge. So someone to keep an eye on Lamar or freaking uh, Mahomes. Well, yeah, that's all. They just need a defense that, that can, that's bend, don't break, but also will make some plays. Yeah. If you get that, they can just ride that monster of a running back all the yeah. way to, you know, yeah. 11, 12 wins every year. Yeah. I like this team. They're good. They're fun to watch, too. All righty. And number 23, the New York Jets. New York Jets. I think this is where you guys get your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen Mond picks five rounds too soon. Um, I think, and we've talked about their needs in the past. They need a lot. Um, you got a new quarterback. Let's go get him a new weapon. Yeah. I was going to say running back Travis Etienne from Clemson or Najee Harris from Alabama if either is available at this spot. Good. Both can catch the ball out of the backfield. Both are dynamic runners. Um, nice safety net for new quarterback. As I've said before, five minutes ago, plenty of offensive linemen later in the draft that they can get held in the start of the second round. You can get a decent tackle to play re- the right side. Um, I think you can probably get one of those two maybe early in the second round too, though. I, I, I don't disagree. Um, if I had my preference, because I've seen Etienne play more just because he plays in the ACC and has played against Notre Dame multiple times, I would prefer Etienne. But I mean, Najee Harris yeah. also leapfrogged a Notre Dame player by. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The only thing that would I would be hesitant about with Etienne is he's been such a workhorse. That's true. That's true. Already, he's, you know, he's carried the ball. He carried the ball a lot at, in Clemson. In Alabama, they they split it. You know, there's always someone else running too. So. I mean, Najee Harris could be another Derrick Henry. So I would I would not be upset if the Jets got him either. So. I think you guys would go defense here. That's what everybody's saying, either an edge or a corner. Um, Jace, you know, when you have picks and you know you're picking again pretty yes. soon, it's 100%, I think, best available mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. I don't even think – they don't even have to address a need necessarily. Yeah. There's just somebody that they love. Even if it's a position they're, they're good at, they'll take it, I think. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, and our last pick for this week's discussion, the – Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's why that's why I jumped it to 25. Uh, yes. Actually, at 26, you could probably go there too with a quarterback. Nope. Who's picking at 26? They need what? What is Steelers? Brownie. Uh, the need Steelers off- need a quarterback, an edge, and a left tackle. They need offensive. I'd say they, they need, need a running back too. They don't have a running they need, game. They need running back. They need wide receivers. But they always get, they always find good value in the later rounds at wide receiver. They do. They're very good at drafting. Look at guys like Juju, uh, uh, Chase Claypool. Um, they do a great job of drafting guys in the second or third round at wide receiver. So I don't think they would jump for a wide receiver there. I could definitely see them going. I don't think Trask here is a leap. I, I don't. Um, so I could see quarterback very much so. They need to, they need to have somebody because this is Ben's last year. Yeah, they're waiting. They're gonna have somebody waiting in the wings. So it ain't, it ain't Mason. No, it's definitely. Although not Mason part now. of me hopes it is. What about Duck? Is <laughs> yeah. Duck gonna come back? Duck no, Hodges. He left. Like, I, I don't like know why they let him off. He seems like a high character individual. <laughs> He'll lead your team. Uh, uh, funniest you know thing was that. Happen. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I hate to say this about poor Mason, but remember when he got that concussion and they unscrewed his his mask and <laughs> took the picture of him and he looked like, like he had like the old timey helmet on. Oh, that poor bastard. Got hit in the head poor with the helmet. Mason. Looked like he was playing in the 1920s. He probably thought he was. He has not had a good run <laughs> at the Steelers. Well, yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll go quarter. They'll try to find somebody as like the next thing. I don't know who, who do you pick that late in the first? I think Kyle Trask is an option. Honestly, I mean, picking quarterbacks later are just as likely to hit as picking them in the top five. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they make a trade with the Packers for that kid they picked a few. Uh... The last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Rogers is going to be hosting Jeopardy from now on. So He's like still pissed about it, too. It's yeah. the oddest thing. He does thing. not like, like it. Yeah. He's still talking about, I don't know how long I'm going to last with with Green Bay and all this shit. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That'll be interesting. If anyone should have under, I think it's, if anyone should have understood the situation, it's him because he was in the exact same situation. He did the same thing. Yeah. Hey, man, I've been there. He should have taken the guy under his wing. At number I two, know how the New York like. Jets yeah. are trading with the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you would love that shit. My though, eyes would probably. light the fuck up. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then he'd be like, I'm actually retiring. I'm going to go host I mean, Jeopardy. I can't, I can't stand him on the football field. But, I mean, if he played with the Bears, it'd be amazing. Yeah. He can play. He's not oh, yeah, he's, he's awesome, yeah. You know I mean, who he can't can. play? Ben Roethlisberger. Yet the fucking Steelers keep sticking with him. Uh, I mean, two Super Bowls, more than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame before Rodgers will. I mean, Rodgers can play up until the NFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, but then they always have a meltdown. It wasn't his fault this year necessarily. No, no that was bad coaching. That was all very coaching. bad. <laughs> Fun to watch though. Let's kick a field goal and miss it. <laughs> that, was, that was Chicago Bears esque. So. <laughs> That's like stuff was- to I I told you guys the time. This is like stuff the Bears do while playing Green Bay. <laughs> they always do weird stuff against Green Bay. I was just like, what is what is happening? So for any Steelers fans out there, I'm sure there are zero. Um we're <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna lean into quarterback at this spot. I think this is definitely a good position for them to <sighs> draft a guy that may have typically been a second day pick. And hell, you never know. What if Mac Jones falls this far? We'll we'll see what they. Do. I also think the Steelers are somebody to look at to be players in off season trades next year. Mm-hmm. If you know yeah. Wilson and Watson and all that shit happening, people like that happen again. Because uh, you know Ben, I don't, I don't think Ben's playing much longer. So, I mean, yeah. he's the only one left of that draft class. Yeah, between him, Eli, and uh, Phil mm-hmm. Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. So, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to my next topic. What are you guys watching right now? <laughs> well, 
think we're all watching the same shit. Of the crown. I love I love the crown. I, I can't yeah. believe it took me this long to start watching it. Out those weird bastards. What? What a bunch of nonsense. What a bunch of utter fucking nonsense that whole thing is. Like a prime minister talking to this broad for no reason. Like they don't even need to. They the taxes pay everything for the crown. The whole thing is just crazy. And I can't stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We just started season four, so I don't understand I don't understand how British people are just like cool with we pay all these taxes and shit so that they can parade around in a horse and carriage. They like, just fucking and they love live it, the man. high life and don't do anything. The well, English apparently people love it. Their their economy makes so much money from tourists coming to see royal shit. Like Yeah, but you can fun. you can keep all that shit and get rid of the people. You can just Google them if you want to see them. <laughs> that's stuff Google it. Itself, actually, all you have to do is charge them. We'll just charge the tourists. It just pays for itself. Yeah. What's funny is I would, if I was ever like in England, I would obviously check the shit out. But I'm not going to England to check the shit out. Like I, I, I keep I keep watching. A lot of people crowd. do. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, I'm a fan yeah. of those crazy bastards. It's crazy. So am I. Like. It's, I said it at work weird. the other day talking to people about this show. I was like, you know what? I kind of see where the queen's coming from. And I, uh, <laughs> Megan and Harry might have made the wrong choice here. I don't know. I think we all, I think we all agree with that. Harry, no. what is your problem? You had it made in the no, show. No, no, no. Get bad. further. Get to a later season because then you kind of start like hating everybody. And you're like, ugh. Yeah, I hate all of them people? because they're just complaining about the world's easiest gig. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just got to talk about a couple things and give a speech, and life is hard. I'm going to go to Rodosia, talk to some people, and say hello, and then come back. Yeah. It's a fantastic show. Enjoy the attractive people in the first two seasons as well, because you did <laughs> season three and four, and you're like, well, I'm, I, I'm they, done with they this. Up all the, they used up all the good-looking Brits. I'm like, all right, let's get the normal ones now. <laughs> it, They've already hired the, the next cast, too. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, I don't know any of them. I know of them like by looking at them. Like I'm like, oh, I recognize this person. But I don't know the names. But they, there was like an article I saw where it was like, oh, this is the next queen. Here's the next Philip. The next and, queen uh, is the corpse of the lady from Titanic. <laughs> it's just, it's no, it's, it's so a, I, 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 I don't remember which actress it is, but. Oh, the yeah. next king is the next king is another actor from Game of Thrones, though. So, no, the Colonel, like, Colonel. or the next no, Philip. I was gonna say king. the next king is Charles. No, I meant <laughs> Philip. And Charles, man, fucking, I'll wait till you guys catch up. I'm not gonna get into. It. I mean, Don't I know, worry. I, I know, Tomorrow, I'm gonna be catching up. I got. I this. know most of the story, but I it's still... just God. They so season three, they really kind of make you like, man, Charles. You kind of feel for, him. and then season. The beginning of season four, at least, you're kind of like, what a dick. This guy's an asshole. I'm guessing that's so. around the time him and Diana start doing their shit, huh? Mm, I won't. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, I mean it's historic. Yeah. I, I'm sure I can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I know. It's, this is all shit we've lived through at this point. It's weird. Well, it's some of it's still like loosely based. Yeah. Yeah. I do keep checking things as I'm watching it. Like, huh, how accurate too. is this shit? And then I'm like, and then Sade says to me the other day, she goes, they wouldn't be able to make it fucked up because then they could sue the creators. Like, you can't, say, like, you can't, like, you can't make the outside <laughs> events that crazy or that off, yeah. but you can make what's happening inside oh, definitely. Dallas really yeah. fucked yeah. up because no one knows and they're not going to tell you. No. <laughs> Sean, you guys are on season one still? Well, Sade's watched most of it. I'm on season one. I'm on episode eight. Okay, it's not what you you guys just finished season one, Eric, right? Yeah, I think we just watched the first episode of season two. Yeah, we do like one a night. So, which I mean, I've talked a lot of shit on this podcast about uh, podcast tonight about the Brits, but I fucking love the Brits. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I'm a big fan. I love their culture. I love that they don't give a shit. That they like they're no, they don't apologize for imperialism. They're like, ah, it is what it is at that point in time. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. They're just it's their crazy attitude, to think their attitude yeah. 
you know i've been lucky to work with some brits in my past and they're, they're fun people they're 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 really enjoyable to chat with i i asked them a lot of questions about england because i got a lot of kids as we know i'm always like so my family could we fit in a house there and they're like no it'd be really tight like you would not it would not be enjoyable for you <laughs> fair enough that's funny i did read an interesting article where they were talking about uh Basically, it's it wouldn't be hard for the British government to just abolish having a monarchy. No, that's what I'm saying. All it's just it's just a figurehead. It's a vote. It's a vote. Like basically, yeah. and they can they can vote in Parliament to just do away with it. But there still would be twelve territories that England that the the Queen is the monarch of outside of England. Yeah, she's the. The head of like state. Canada, New Zealand. Well, that's the common the Commonwealth. Right, right. Yeah. And uh and she's the head of the church. So they were like some of those have also like they've had other like Pakistan was one that they just straight up voted her out. They're like peace. Yeah. yeah. India, same way. Like yep. there's been countries that are like, no, we're good. And um spoiler it alert. Just, it, it'd be <laughs> no, this wasn't even part <laughs> of the I'm show. Joking, I'm joking, I'm <laughs> joking. It's uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what would happen. No, that's a, you course, know, as, as a pure American, it's very hard for me to understand the monarchy and voluntarily paying taxes for all that crap. No, but it's fascinating and I enjoy it. <laughs> it is. It's a good. Show. I think that's the thing about it. I know nothing about it. I've read some stuff since. It's just super fascinating to watch. I'm like, oh, all right. It's interesting. It's a good show. It is. I enjoy it. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us this week on the Fumble Through the End Zone podcast. Thanks for joining me, boys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And fuck. And fuck. And fuck.